You know, I just, uh, I'm amazed, I'm appalled, I'm set back. I don't even have the vocabulary being the cowboy that I am to express what I want to say. Come on, say amen, Skeeter. <laughs> you know, uh, it's... The people that know that God can, but don't think that he will, amazes me. So why do you even pray? Why do you even go through the ritual of religion? Now I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to challenge you. Jesus is not a myth, a fable. He is the great I am. And he's alive and all power in heaven and earth is his and he's relevant for today he desires to touch you and make you whole he desires to set you free from the past he desires to cleanse your sins he desires to deliver you from addictions he desires to heal you emotionally physically in every other way listen he has come to destroy the works of the evil one. He's come to give us life here and now and in the future and in eternity. He's come to give us peace in the middle of storms. He's come to give us hope when there seems to be a hopeless situation. So why do we limit him? Just a couple of weeks ago, remember I talked to you about watch and pray. Watch, being on alert, being on guard, having expectancy of him showing up and showing out. Let's don't make him a religious entity that's dead and still in a tomb. He's alive. He walked out of that grave with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. All power is his. I've already said that. I want to go back to it. We've got to be reminded time and time again that he knows everything about you. He even knows what you have need of before you ask it. Let's don't limit him. Let's dare to step out. Let's dare to call on the name of the Lord and let him show us great and mighty things. Let's dare to, as we go down the home stretch in this end time, finish with a bang. Finish with a triumph. Finish with a shout of praise and shout of victory. Let's don't woe is me. Get your chin off your chest and look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Listen, when you're weak, he makes us strong if we look to him and lean upon him and call upon him and trust his word. He sent his word and he watches over his word to perform it. And we're to remind one another. We're to spur one another on in good works in love. We're to try to encourage one another. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't you quit. Don't sit down. Get up. Go forward. Go forward. Don't retreat. Charge. Somebody should have said amen. <laughs> Good gracious alive. John chapter 5. 
in chapter 4. I'm in John chapter 5, but in John chapter 4, Jesus had just returned to Canaan where he had performed his first miracle of turning the water into wine and there he heals a nobleman's son. And we pick up in chapter 5, verse 1. After this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said unto him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. And he answered them, I don't give a flip. I'm, no, I'm sorry. It's a, he answered them, he said, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. And afterward, Jesus found him in the temple. That's good. He found him in the temple and he said unto him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. And the man departed and he told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Think on that. If Jesus is who he says he is, and he is, and he says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anything he's ever been able to do, he's still able to do, and will be able to do tomorrow we've talked briefly in this new year about the old man and not letting the bondage and the baggage of the past weight us down and cause us to keep looking backwards remember we talked about the rearview mirror being a lot smaller than the windshield for us to be looking ahead not looking back and embracing the newness of life in Christ, embracing the new man that we become and see all of that in the past, that's not even you anymore. That's the old man. He's passed away. All things have become new. And so we embrace the newness of life in Christ. And here we are in the newness of a new year with all of the resolutions, most of which less than 2% will be kept 
And we've been talking about this because I want us to not just case sarah, sarah through life. I don't want us just meandering along aimlessly or without purpose or without a goal or without intention and without power and without purpose and without mostly the power of Christ that's available to us. And there's a few things I want us to glean from this passage of Scripture tonight. I want to, it's, it's very obvious, it's, it's clear that I want to say up front, God is still in the miracle working business. He still heals. He still provides. Sometimes it's through the hand of a doctor. Sometimes it's a divine miracle. But he is. Still a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He still lets that healing balm of Gilead come and heal and soothe and comfort and change. And I'm going to pray and believe God for some miracles in this place tonight. But here's what I believe the Lord has really laid upon my heart. As we look at these passages of scripture. And I don't think I'm even going to preach but probably the first two. And I don't do series, so I probably will never finish it. The first point I want to bring your attention to is in verse 6. Where Jesus simply asked the question, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made complete? Tonight, no doubt in an audience of this size, there are many needs in this place. From physical needs to emotional needs to relational needs to financial needs to direction to confusion to deliverance. There are many needs gathered in this house tonight. And regardless of what your need is, I want you to know Jesus is the answer. Andre Crouch wrote that song many years ago. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there is no other. Jesus is the way. The message has not changed. The power has not diminished. The mission is not distorted. We are here to glorify him. To look to him. To call upon him. To trust him. To dare to give ourselves to him. To dare to lay our need before him. God gave me a revelation some years ago. I and mean, you've heard me say this no doubt before if you've been coming here for more than two years. But I want to make a point here. Using a past sermon. You remember in Matthew. I don't remember exactly where but I can find it. I discovered Google on my phone. <laughs> where in the Bible does it say? Boy, that'll make you get lazy, won't it? But you remember over in Matthew it says, There came unto Jesus a man with a withered hand. Don't miss this. It's 739. I'm going to have you out here no later than 9 o'clock if you'll just pay attention. <laughs> there came unto Jesus a man with a withered hand. And Jesus said unto him, Stretch forth thine hand. And his hand became whole as his other hand was. Here's what we fail to recognize oftentimes. We know the man has a good hand. And he has a withered hand. That good hand representative of something that's useful and productive in your life. Something that's beneficial. 
That withered hand represents something that's holding you back. Something that keeps you from becoming the person that you want to be and definitely the person God wants you to be. And you can fill in the blank there with a litany of things of the witherednesses that we allow into our lives, whether it be porn or gambling or lying or this or that or so forth and so on. And yet we come to church and we wear the smile and we keep that witheredness in our pocket for nobody to see it. And we raise that good hand to be seen by man and God, to even that we can see it out there so it makes me feel better about myself. But here's what I didn't see until a couple of years ago. When Jesus said, stretch forth thine hand, he didn't say which one. That man had a choice, just like you do, and just like I do, to continue to hide and conceal that thing that's holding me back and try to convince everybody and God and even myself that this witheredness will be okay if I can just keep it hid. No, it won't. But like that man dared to have the courage to take that withered hand out of his pocket and say, okay, here it is. Something that's ugly. Something that's useless. Something that's keeping me from, falling, uh, from living the way that I should. And I keep being tripped up and falling in the same place to the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm tired of living this way. If you can really do something with it, God, here it is. And I'm here to tell you tonight, if you can dare to take that witheredness out of your pocket and give it to God, I believe a miracle will happen tonight. Amen. I believe that. Maybe it's a religious spirit. Maybe it's a critical spirit. Maybe it's a lying tongue. Maybe it's a spirit of manipulation where you're always trying to manipulate people. And did you know the Bible says that manipulation and rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft? If you live a life of rebellion, rebelling against authority, rebelling against rules, and rebelling against principles, and most certainly rebelling against God, that's as the spirit of, as of the spirit of witchcraft. Read it. I didn't say it. That's God's word. It's time we quit candy coating. It's try, time we stop trying to make some sins okay. No, sir. It's time we become transparent. We hear a lot about that in politics, don't we? It's time we become transparent with God. It's time we be transparent with ourselves so that we can be made whole and complete not withered and crippled. Emotionally, physically, relationally, financially. So he asked him a simple question. Do you want to be basically different than the way you are? Very next verse, 7. Look at what this man does. No different than we do in the house of God nowadays. He immediately begins to make excuses as to why he can't. But I don't have anybody to put me in the water when it's shaking, when it's stirred up. Because before I can get there, somebody else gets in. And so I, I just can't do it. I can't be made well. By the way, let me remind you of this. 
that troubling or moving of the water it's representative of the anointing of God it's the anointing what is the anointing it's the supernatural empowering or presence of God period nothing of man man cannot conjure up work up speak up sing up the anointing the anointing comes straight from God and it's the anointing that breaks yokes it's the anointing that sets captives free I want you to understand it's the touch of God it's the breath of God however you want to hear it verbalize it's the breath of God upon you the touch of God the word of God spoken that causes yokes to be broken chains to fall off healings to take place the peace of God that surpasses understanding to come it's the anointing of God that makes the difference did you know that scripture says that the letter killeth but the spirit of God giveth life I know many years ago before I became a Christian there were so many well-intended people that had no discernment and no anointing, but they had boldness. They was going to force-feed me this thing called the Word of God, and they ran me so far from God that I wanted no part of God nor them. Now, don't get me wrong. We need boldness, and we need to be not timid about injecting or sharing the hope and the love and the life and the power and the presence of God. That's all very real. But we need to have discernment. We need to be led by the Spirit because the Scripture says there's a time to speak and there's a time to be quiet. There's a time for all things. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Anne don't hardly hug me no more. I scared her one time when I hugged her. There's a time for that, huh? So what I'm trying to say is recognize that if your chain is going to be broken, if your bondage is going, you're going to be set free, if you're going to be healed, it's going to take the anointing, the presence, the touch, the breath of God. No man can do it. Now God works through men oftentimes. We know that. But I'm here to tell you, it's God. Amen. Period. And your trust and your faith in him and your openness with him. So don't be like this man and try to make excuses for why you can't change. Why you can't become different than you are now. And worse than that, for God's sake, don't make excuses making what you're doing or trying to make what you're doing okay. I hate to get started giving examples. So I don't guess I will. But. Well, I come from a long line of drinkers. They tell me, Hank, why do you drink? Why do you roll smokes? 
Why must you what? Stop and think it over, trying to put yourself in my position. If I get stoned and stay out all night long, it's a family tradition. You see, that's the way we go through life, trying to make it okay. Well, I have a good reason for being a jerk. Everybody in my family's a jerk. Everybody's always had a temper issue, so it's okay if I walk around the house knocking holes in the wall. Or <laughs> See, I told you I better not get started giving examples. Some of you getting nervous, ain't you? <laughs> but I'm going to quit right there. Stop making excuses for why you can't and stop excusing why you are. And turn to the one that knows all about you anyhow. The one that speaks to storms and they become peaceful and still. The one that speaks to the demoniac and he's delivered. The one that calls forth the dead out of the grave. The one that says your sins are forgiven. That's the only reason I come to this church. Is to tell you about this Jesus who supersedes anything we can possibly try to even compare. In Matthew 28, one of my favorite verses, I can just see Jesus standing there in front of them disciples. All power. Luke, not some power. All power in heaven and in earth is mine. He's the baddest cat on the block. When he just spoke in the garden, those so Roman soldiers just fell back. He can speak to your situation, to your circumstance. He can touch and heal. Bow your heads real quickly. I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to stop right here. Do you want to be well? And quit making excuses for being like you are. And quit excusing what you're doing. You're in this place tonight. This is very different. A very unusual close. And I'm just going to tell you this much right here, right now. You say, Dennis, I've got a witheredness in my life that I've had hid in my pocket. It don't necessarily mean it's a sin, but it's something that's holding you back. It can be a sin. If you'd say tonight, I want to dare to hold it out to the Lord. And I want to dare to believe him for a miracle in my life. Regardless of what it is. Can I see your hand? Get it up. Many hands all across this place. I don't often do this, but I felt impressed with the Lord to do it earlier this afternoon. If you got your hand up, get out of your seat. Come to these altars as quickly as you possibly can. Get down here. Come across these altars. Just come into this altar hill, you know. But obedience to the Word of God does. I want to talk to you for just a minute. Quick as everybody gets here, I'm going to look you in the eye and I want to talk to you. I want you to pay attention. I want you to look up here at me. I want you to listen to what I have to say. Because I believe the Lord has instructed me to give you some instructions. Because He is powerful here, tonight, and now.
And he is desirous to show himself mighty and strong upon your behalf. He desires to show up and show out. He desires to set you free. He desires for you to walk away from this place. And before the week is over for you to recognize the fact that, like the song Skeeter said, he touched me. He touched me and made me whole. Now here's what I want you to recognize and embrace. God's word is yea and amen. And if he's spoken something to you, don't you turn loose of it regardless of what it looks like, smells like, tastes like, or what people tell you. You hold fast and true to the word of God. If you're down here at this place tonight and you're bound up with an addiction, give it to God. Call on his name. Ask him to help you to break that yoke to break that bondage, to break that ball and chain off of you and to set you free. I can't do it, but I'm here to tell you how it can be done. It's calling upon the name of the Lord. I'm not afraid to put his reputation on the line because he won't fail us. There's two things that stop the Lord in his track. It's the touch of the desperate and it's the cry of the sincere. If you're sincere, if you're desperate, when I begin to pray tonight, I want you to bow your head. I want you to talk to the Lord just like you talk to the very best friend you've got. I want you to tell him exactly what's going on in your life because he already knows. But he wants you to verbalize it. He wants you to speak it. He wants you to give it to him. And then I want you to ask him for the help that's necessary regardless of what it is. Will you do that? Bow your head. Let's pray. Those of you in your seat, stretch forth your hand. Begin to pray for these that are at this altar. We hadn't come to play church. We hadn't come to put on a show. We've not come to entertain you. We've come tonight to glorify Jesus Christ. We've come tonight to see those that are bound up to be set free. Those that are sick to be healed. And so, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. The name that every sickness, every disease, every bondage must submit to. Lord, we come to you and we ask you that cancer would dry up and die. Lord, that diabetes would be healed. Lord, we pray tonight that regardless of what the physical infirmity is, that Lord, tonight as we reach out to you and touch you, that you will touch us. God, I pray across this auditorium tonight, especially these that have gathered at the front, I pray, Lord, that as they confess their need to you, you said for us to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us and so Lord tonight we ask you to heal, to deliver to set free, to save to cleanse sins Lord that those that are here that possibly aren't in a relationship with you right now where they are they'd say Lee, Jesus forgive me, cleanse me with your blood, come into my life be my savior and be my Lord and do your work in me so that I can go forth victoriously and so that I can live a life that's overcoming and brings glory and honor to your name. Lord Jesus, I pray. I pray in that precious name. According to your word, you said to bind the strong man. So I take authority and dominion over every stronghold, over every demon of hell that's on an assignment that's been wreaking havoc in the lives of these people. We bind him in the name of Jesus and we command him to go. He no longer has any authority in their lives. He has no authority in their homes. He has no authority in this place. But Lord, we ask you to fulfill your word. To him the Son sets free is free indeed. And I pray tonight, spirit, mind, soul, and body, God, that these people would walk out new, cleansed, healed, and whole in Jesus' precious name. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Will you do that, please?